morning on the East Coast, good morning on the West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more And like a lot of people, you're on a journey to financial success. And how you get there and how you define it, it's up to you. But IH, Mississippi Valley Credit Union, can help guide the way. And today we're going to be talking with Lisa Perkins. She's the Regional Director for Retail Delivery. She's going to talk to us about some of the enhancements that the credit union is adding to help with the journey. And as we like to remind people, this is conference quality information without the expense report. And we're going to talk to Lisa and we're going to do it all right after this. is right from one of my favorite sitcoms back in the day. Moving on up. You can move up with IH Mississippi Valley Credit Union. And someone that helps you do it all is Lisa Perkins. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Hi. Fantastic. How it are you? Good, good. Studio audience is excited. Hey, listen, uh, tell us a little bit about you and your career with credit unions. Uh, well, I uh, am currently at IH Mississippi Valley Credit Union. I've been here for two years, actually, as of two days ago, which is exciting. Oh, congratulations. And, uh, thank you. And uh, prior to that, I have a little bit of experience with other credit unions. So um, I've been in the credit union industry for about four years. Oh, very good. Um, I know everyone is trying to find the right balance between the high-tech and the high touch. And I think those interactive teller machines strike a great, this great musical word, balance, as you're looking for that. Tell us why your credit union embraced them. Well, there are a lot of reasons, but really it boils down to the member experience. Uh, and when you improve that member experience, you improve our team member experience as well. Uh, so when you think about it that way, we need to improve the member experience to look, and we look at both sides of the coin to do that. Um, what the member sees versus what they don't. Uh, they see shorter lines, extended hours, right. and they still get that face time with our team members um, and not a bad connection via an intercom in our drive throughs which is phenomenal. Uh, from a team member and credit union standpoint, uh, we see centralized staffing and proficiency, not necessarily reduction. Um, we right. are more flexible with our future branch design planning uh, reduced time for basic transactions, which allows us for better and deeper conversations to help provide solutions for our members. That is a great point. I think a lot of times people forget that when these enhancements are made, a lot of times the benefit is to the actual employee that's not, you know, looking at a line of 40 cars on a Friday afternoon, which if you've been around banking long enough, you know that can happen from time mm-hmm. to time. And, and for the member, you know, especially here in, in, in Texas, when it's 106 degrees, you may not want to leave the ATM machine, get out of your car, go into the credit, and come back into your sweltering car. 
And so I think that's part of the part of the equation a lot of people forget about that it does, like you said, it works both ways. Now I thought it was really cool. I was following you guys and following the evolution of this. And you guys were actually out there in person, uh, which is another key thing, I think, when it comes to helping with the implementation of this and showing people how to how to use it, what it's going to do for them, explaining the benefits. How have the members responded to the way you guys have implemented these inter interactive telemachines? Well, I love to say that everybody loves them. Uh, there's always <laughs> going to be someone who there, – there will always be someone who wants to talk to someone maybe in their opinion in person, right? In person, um, right. Yeah, we, and we get that, and it's okay. Uh, they can still come in and they can still do their transactions in person inside of our locations. But – we do have many members who love them and they love the technology. Um, they're big advocates for us um, and, it, and it shows. And so as for adoption, the suggestion uh, for us for success is getting people to use it and take away the unknown factors. Uh, when we launched them starting last fall, so this has kind of been a longer journey for us um, and we actually just last Friday launched at our fourth location with these machines. Uh, but when we started this rollout last fall, as we were kind of prepping in the drive-thru, um, we did have one inside the branch location so that members could see it up in per up close and personal uh, before it was live rollout in the drive-thru, which was kind right. of neat. And then every time we do a rollout at a new location, we have our team members standing in the drive-thru, greeting our members and walking them through the process. We don't actually do the transaction for them, but we help answer questions. And so... Um, it's always really fun for me. Um, I've been out there kind of this week at this other location that we just rolled them out at, and I stand out there on the kind of drive-through island, and as they pull up, they're a little bit skeptical because there are people standing <laughs> in the drive-through. Yeah. Um, they think they're a Chick-fil-A or something, right? Yeah. Uh, what's going on? Yeah. They, get, they get a little weirded out, you know, but yeah. um, we make sure that we have our logo wear on, you know, loud and proud so that they know, like, yeah, right. we work for this company and we're here to help you. So. They pull up and I'll we're say, not, we're not going to grab your bank bag, deposit it, and take off down the street or anything like right. that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> help. And so I'll ask, like, hey, you know, have you had a chance to experience this new technology yet? And some people will say, yeah, you know, I've seen it at your other locations. But for the people who don't, they're like, no, what's going on? You know? And so it's like, I'm so excited. I'm going to help you through this. Like, as soon as you get up to the machine, I'm going to walk you through right. it. That inter the interactive teller will help process your transaction, and then you'll be all done. It's the same as we've always done through the tube. It's just now you get to see their face, and there's not that back and forth with the tube. So um, people have been very excited. That is really cool. It reminds me, uh, this goes back a few years, but um, my mom, who was also a, a, a grandmother, thought it would be fun to um, show some movies that the kiddos brought over. Well, she had to return to Redbox. And she had never done that before, and she literally had no idea. You know, she tried to put the jam the thing in the little slot there, and of course, and she thought, gosh, it would have been nice if they had somebody standing here to show me how to use this. And I was like, well, Mom, I think most everybody has figured out Redbox by now, but it does make a good point. Like I said, every banking brand is trying to find the right balance. If, you know, and believe it or not, and I'm sure you know this, Lisa, there are there are financial brands out there that aren't going to go down this road because they're worried about the small minority of their members, customers, and clients who are going to think, hey, this is a further separation from us and real people. It can be a generational impediment for some people. What would your advice be to other financial institutions that might be reluctant to, to use this kind of technology? 
Just do it. Um, our, our, I mean, really, our industry and our world is evolving very quickly. Uh, the main thing that I would say is that we always, <clears throat> we always want to have an alternative, right? So it would be a hard shift from going from your personalized service in a branch and in the lobby to this whole building is nothing but these machines that assist you. Like people still very much prefer that personal touch. And so as you transition from one thing to the next, it needs to be a slow transition, um, but always emphasizing the fact that, hey, we're not cutting jobs. We're actually right. building new departments to be able to assist you. We're doing this to make things more convenient for you. Um, always just when we're reluctant or we're worried about how these members are going to respond, we have to pitch those benefits on why this is the best right. thing ever. Um, because if we don't, the bank next door or credit union next door, they're going to do it. And then everyone, you know, Absolutely. will be interested in what that new thing is. And so we were fortunate that we're the first in our area to offer this technology. And so it was just kind of neat to be the pioneers of it. Um, you know, we, we did have some people who just didn't want to accept that. And that's perfectly okay. Uh, right. But for those, right. the majority of the response has been very positive. Um, and it's, it's been neat for me as I'm standing out in the drive through with branch team members who are also doing the same thing and having conversations with these members. When they're faced with a negative comment or response about it, they're very optimistic and upbeat about, no, this is great. I, I can't wait till you really grasp what we're doing for you, you know. And so it's always just remain positive about why we're making these changes and make sure that that's filtered throughout your organization so that the message is consistent no matter who says it. Right, and I think it also helps. You know, you, can, you can't always tell looking or listening to someone if they're maybe um, concerned about something or confused about something, and I think being able to see them in those cameras helps with that communication. I think it actually improves the communication and the empathy that can occur uh, between the employee and the member. And, of course, if it makes things more efficient, and saves the credit union money, it is by extension and saving the member owner money because, of course, as I like to remind people, um, the credit union doesn't actually have any money of its own. It is simply a steward of the cooperative that makes up all the members. The members actually own the credit union, and so it certainly has that benefit as well. Speaking of saving money, I was perusing your social media feed today, and I, I just wanted to ask you about this because I thought it was so cool um, and it was the $50 a week challenge that I saw, and I just thought, man, I would love to try that next week. I'm just not sure if I can pull it off. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that $50 challenge was the thing that they had tasked one of our team members with, Arazi, and she was yep. you know, real gung-ho about that at the beginning of the week and kind of determined it was just um, – she's a family of two, her and her husband – and basically, we just wanted to see, like, how frugal can, our, how frugal can people be? How smart can they be with that money? And it's always just interesting, too, to see, you know, unexpected things come up. So if that's what happened with Arati, she wasn't able to make it. You know, there was a medical situation, and it's like it just helps emphasize that fact of have your rainy day, you know, savings account in place. But she, she did really good, though, you know, for several days of being quite frugal with it, eating leftovers, and it was really neat. Well, I was thinking I'm, next time they have next time they have one of these big credit union challenges, you should like have, uh, you know, keep your bar tab under $50 at the next credit union conference kind of thing. That would be a great challenge. 
do. <laughs> but um, it, it is. I, I, was, I wasn't sure. I was going to say, well, now, if, they, if she has kids, 50 bucks a week could be tough. But I think I could, and I could probably do it as a, as a not having that, if, if I were somebody that did not have those considerations. I just thought it was an interesting real-life way. And like you said, it made a great point that, you know, again, you're on a journey to financial success, and that journey almost always as somebody who had to put a new air conditioning compressor in his Korean car this this summer knows um, there are always things along the way that are not expected. But I just think it's great. I, I, want, I encourage everyone uh, to check out your website and your social media channels. It's got a very bright, youthful vibe. It feels very, very cool and modern. I look at all of it on a, on a MacBook, on an iPad Pro, and of course up on the big screen here in the studio. And I just want to congratulate you on a really eye-popping, beautiful brand and the fact that you're embracing um, this technology, which I think makes a lot of sense. I tell everybody if you design things for the millennials and Generation Z, that's what you have to focus on because that's the future of your brand, your future car and home buyers. And since I always like to ask because credit unions often have the best auto loan rates, I'll ask you a question that everybody remembers, and I'm always amazed by the different answers we get. But Lisa, what was your first car? <laughs> it was a 1993 Ford Tempo. <laughs> oh, all right, Ford Tempo. I don't think they make those anymore. Uh, but, uh, but no, I, I actually was almost my first car, and I went with a 1994 Ford Probe and really regretted it after I saw the monthly payment that I was responsible for making right out of <laughs> right out of college. So I started my journey to financial success with a really, really bad auto buying decision. Well, listen, again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. I think it's great. I really encourage people to go take a look at all your stuff. It looks so very, very good. And it looks like you guys have a lot of fun um, intentionally engaging your audience of member owners over at IH Mississippi Valley Credit Union. Don't forget to move up with them. And Lisa, thank you so very much. Thank you, Jason. Oh, that's a great job. Lisa Perkins. Hey, folks, you heard her say it, and it's benefits on both sides. There are benefits to the organization, benefits to the efficiency, and, of course, benefits to the member owner. You've been listening to the Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand, uh, Mississippi Valley Credit Union, IH Mississippi Valley Credit Union, were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? They're doing their part, and you should, too. Do not give in to the tyranny of the minority. And I'm going to be very honest with you people. Sometimes the tyranny of the minority resides in your boardroom, and they're reluctant to do things. I was talking to a credit union just the other day. Well, our board members probably wouldn't listen to a podcast. And I said, I get that. And I know what board members is code for in certain credit unions. It's code for older Americans. And I said, but I know two generations, maybe even three or four generations right now, that won't ever listen to an AMFM radio ad, read a newspaper article, or see your ad in the yellow pages. Yes, millennials, go Google it, yellow pages. And so don't give in to the tyranny minority. You heard Lisa's advice, and I think uh, to quote Nike, just do it. You have to do these things. You have to evolve as a financial brand. And like you heard her say, great point, because if you don't, your competitors will. And then it will be your competitors leaving the audience wanting more, and you'll be the pay less shoe store closed outside of the super 
target or the super target, as somebody referred. Some people refer to it here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. Hey, folks, my name is Jason Guy. Thank you for listening. Until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week. Take care.